Hi there, it's Christy Lee here, and before we dive into today's episode, I have a special invitation for you. I would love for you to join me for a free masterclass I'm hosting on the 23rd of March called Sack Them or Save Them. If you're a business owner or you manage people within a small business, you'll understand why managing people is the number one pain point for most small business owners. Perhaps you found yourself up at night stressing over a staffing problem, feeling frustrated that they aren't getting their job done, and you may have even asked yourself, should I sack them or should I try and save them? Is it really possible to turn this person around and do I want to deal with the confrontation? Here's the thing. After working with small to medium-sized businesses on everything HR for the last 20 years, the one thing I know to be true is this. Having the right team is the number one way to create a successful business that also gives you your nights and weekends back. So having people is critical to your business success and your freedom from your business. But I get it. Finding and building that right team and managing these people can be tough. So what should you do when you have one of these problem employees on your hands? Whether they're a great fit with the team but just don't seem to have the skills for the role, they just completely lack motivation, or they're doing just enough but showing no initiative, there is a solution and we've got you covered here inside our free masterclass. We'll be discussing how to deal with any of these problems without drama, even if it feels like you've tried everything to turn them around. And I'm going to share with you the five biggest mistakes business owners make when dealing with these challenges and what you can do instead to turn your current drama into your next top performer. Grab your free seat now. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash masterclass or just click on the link in today's show notes. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi, welcome to episode number 105 of the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee. Welcome. Fabulous to have you here. Whether you're a returning listener or you're brand new to the podcast, you are very welcome. And I'm excited to be chatting to you today. Today, we've got an interesting topic to chat about. And that is when you've got a problem employee on your hands, should you sack them or should you try and save them? Have you ever found yourself wondering that before when you've got a bit of a challenge, someone's really frustrating you or they're just not getting their job done and you just think, is it worth trying? Maybe you feel like you've tried everything to fix the problem, to train them up, to turn them around and you're just exhausted or maybe you just really want to avoid the confrontation that might go with this and so you think it might be easier to exit them. But you also know that Firing someone's really awful and hard work and not something anyone enjoys doing and you feel guilty about that sometimes or again you want to avoid the confrontation of doing that and so then sometimes you end up holding on to someone that isn't all that great because you want to avoid doing that whole sacking someone thing and sometimes I think we just second guess ourselves about what the actual best answer is in the circumstance. Is it best to work harder to try and save this person? 
turn them into our great employee or should we just cut ties and get this over with? If you're in small business and you've been in business long enough, you've probably had this internal discussion with yourself at some point or another. And I have a bit of a theory, and that is if you're kept up at night thinking about your staff, they are not the right staff for you. So either you've got to make a change, and that might mean changing roles, upskilling them, whatever it might look like, or they've got to go. Because no employee should be taking up your headspace at night and on weekends. That is your time. So if you've found yourself pondering that in the middle of the night, you know that it is time to make a change. In fact, I was chatting to one of my consulting clients just yesterday. We were having this very discussion. We were working through a problem with one of her team members and she said, I'm thinking about this all the time, like at night, all the time. And I said, right, this is this is the time to make a change then. This can't go on. We can't have you doing that. So if you found that, what we're going to share in today's episode is definitely going to help you make some further decisions. So today I want to share with you a few things. One is the three key ingredients that every successful employee needs. These are three core things, traits, if you like, that without the all three, things just tend to fall apart. And depending on which of the three is missing, is going to depend on what type of problem that you're dealing with and the exact solution that you might need to that. Think of it like, I think of it like a three-legged stool. If you don't have all three legs, it just, you can't sit on it, can you? It falls over. It's just like baking pancakes. I made pancakes for my children last weekend and I didn't have the exact right ingredients. I'd run out of baking powder or something. And so I tried to substitute and it was an absolute failure. Everyone refused to eat them. And um, you just, you only need three key ingredients for pancakes. Without all three key ingredients, you don't end up with good pancakes. It's the same with our people. Of course, we're going to want 27 skills and degrees and qualifications and licenses. But really, when it comes down to it, there is just three key ingredients. And without all three, you do have a problem and you will need to figure out whether it's a sack them or a save them kind of problem. But until you actually know what the problem is, it's really hard to diagnose that and figure it out. So that's what I thought we'd chat about on the podcast today. So three key ingredients to a great employee. What's going through your mind right now? What are you thinking? I'm going to go the obvious one first, okay? They've got to have the skills to do the job, right? It's not rocket science. If they don't have the skills for the job, how are they going to get the job done? And this isn't always a recruitment challenge. Obviously, when we're hiring staff, we want to make sure they've got the right skills for the job. And sometimes they don't because they've told us something at interview that isn't right, or it's been lost in translation. What we thought we were asking is not what they said they could do. But it it can also... um, materialize, for want of a better word, I guess, in the evolution of a role in a business. So this can turn up in a situation where the role has outgrown the individual, they haven't kept up with change, or the individual outgrows the role and the skills that they now have don't really suit the role that they're in. So the skills situation can shop in different ways, but that's the obvious one. They have to have the skills to do the job, right? What are the other two? These may surprise you. Because you're probably thinking about all the practical, technical things, which are important, but they're part of the skills for the job. They have to be motivated. 
They have to want to do the job. They have to want to show up to work every day and not just go through the motions, but genuinely contribute to the business. Genuinely put their energy and efforts into doing an amazing job and helping the team and being a bigger part of the organization. Now, in some HR circles, we call that engagement, but really what we're talking about is motivation. And if you've ever had someone on your team that's not motivated yet totally skilled and capable, you will appreciate how frustrating these people are. They just, they're the kind of people that you get frustrated because you're constantly on their back, which is not a fun thing for any of us to do. We don't enjoy micromanaging. Um, So we get frustrated from that perspective, but we get frustrated because we can see how good they are and how capable they are. And they're just, they, they come across sometimes a little bit lazy, to be fair, but it's not, they just lack motivation. And the third key ingredient is they have to be a great fit for your team because they can be the best widget builder that ever there was, but if they don't get along with the team, if they're not a great cultural fit, if what is important to them and their values do not align with what your values are and what your business's values are, then they're not going to work out because the fit's wrong. So the three ingredients that every great employee needs are the right skills, the right motivation, and the right fit. It really is as simple as that. The problem we have is as soon as one of these is missing, things fall over. Because you would think, you know, two out of three ain't bad and that you'd be able to get get around only having two of these things. But it's just not the case. This is, like I said, it's a three-legged stool. You need all three for the stool to function. As soon as one is gone or even one is damaged, it doesn't even have to be gone, but imagine, you know, half the leg of the stool falls off. It might be standing upright, but it's certainly not a functional stool. So that's where we've got to figure out, okay, if we've got a problem, where does this problem fit? Do we have a skills problem? Do we have a motivation problem? And what I find really interesting is that these things show up in really different ways with our team. And until we really know what we're looking at and dealing with and what the subtle signs are, it's really hard to tell whether we should be on a retention plan where we're trying to keep them and save them and turn them around, even if it feels difficult because it's going to be worth it in the end, because who wants to recruit right now? No one. It's so hard out there. But, or are we absolutely wasting our time? Because no matter how much energy and effort we put in, it's just never going to work. So let's look at some of the symptoms and signs we might see, because this is going to help point us towards whether we're sacking them or saving them. So let's look at the pillar of the skill set that we spoke about. And as I said, this does not only show up in hiring. This shows up at various times. What we often see with these people that are a little lacking in skills but have the motivation and the team fit is everyone loves them because they're such a great part of the team. Like no one wants to not have this person around. In fact, we'd be sad if they went. The team just really, really like them. They're, they're kind of an integral part of the, the fabric of the culture. Um, and they genuinely want to do well. Like they try really hard. And this can be one of the difficult things to watch when you're dealing with one of these people is you wish all of your team put in this much effort and tried so hard. And you want to reward people that, you know, do put in the effort because it's really important, right? But no matter how hard they try, just doesn't seem to stick. They're motivated and they're loyal 
and they're reliable. And we all know how important those attributes are, right? But all of that still, no matter how hard you try, they just can't seem to get it. And this can happen, as I said, in all different scenarios. And you'll tend to hold on to these people because how hard is it to let someone go who is such a great fit and who tries so hard and who has all the right heart for your business? You don't ever want to lose those people, even if they're not cut out for the role. So that's some of the symptoms and signs you're going to see with with a skills lacking issue. And it might show up if we go back to our stool analogy as, you know, one leg completely missing, but more likely than not, when you're dealing with a skill issue, it's not that obvious straight away. Over time, it, it can be, but it's more that a little bit's been chopped off the bottom of that particular leg of the stool, um, maybe even halfway. I don't know, but it's it's usually not that extreme that the stool has now toppled over to immediately. It takes a little time for it to be that obvious. It's tricky when we've got these people because we love them and we don't want to sack them. But is there a way to save them is the question we've got to ask ourselves. But what about when they lack motivation? Now, oh, these people are so frustrating. They, I, I, I struggle with these people, to be honest. But I get frustrated because I love to see everyone do their best. And I know most people genuinely want to do their best when they come to work. But when they're not motivated, of course, they don't want to do their best because they don't care. I have a real problem with apathy. It is one of my biggest frustrations. You can ask anyone in my personal life, just have an opinion. (laughs) I don't, I really dislike apathy. And I think this is why these people frustrate me so much is because they're very apathetic. They really don't care because they're not motivated. But despite it showing up as laziness, it's really not what it is because they're still at work, right? So it's not about laziness. It's about amping up that care factor with these people. It's tricky to look at these people because they fit really well into the team. So people like them, but they frustrate you because every five seconds you're on their back to chase them up, to get them to do something. They can also be super distracted to the rest of the team. You know, any bright, shiny object that flies past, they're off on that tangent. Um, And they're like, I kind of call them the walking zombies. I know that sounds really harsh, but they just turn up do enough, go home, and that's it. And they frustrate you because they're actually skilled and capable and they could do so much more. And it can often be really difficult to see how you could possibly change the motivation because I think for most of us we think, well, that's up to them to be motivated. I don't know, why do I have to do that? And so it can be really tricky with these people as well to know how you can possibly get that motivation up because surely that's on their shoulders and Again, you don't want to sack someone that has all the skills for the job and that actually fits in with the team. That's not what you want. But what do you do from here? Is there a way to save them? And then you've got our third type of problem, our third leg of the stool, and that is the cultural fit. Now, cultural fit is something that it's, it is hard to quantify, absolutely. But how I look at it is it's a this is how we do things around here kind of feeling. The behaviours that we expect from people, is this person exhibiting those behaviours? Do they communicate how we want to? Sometimes what you'll feel here is that you'll feel a bit cringeworthy when you hear them speak to a customer or when you read the email that they sent or when you hear them talk to a colleague. 
You know that cringe factor where you just think, oh my God, <laughs> did they really just say that? That's a sign that there's a little cultural mismatch happening because despite the fact that you've shown them what you expect and you've demonstrated how you expect things to be done, they're not following that process. And it can be particularly difficult when they are really skilled at their job because, let's face it, in the current market, finding anyone is hard work. Finding someone skilled for your job, very hard work. And once you've found them, you, you're going to really want to try and make this work, even if it means like you're trying to sort of jam a square peg in a round hole, so to speak. Um, and the other challenge with these people is they are highly motivated. They're just motivated to do all the things you don't want them to do. So they're going to go off on tangents on projects. They're going to work on things that are really not important. Um, sometimes we see this as this person putting in all these extra hours totally unnecessarily. And then you get frustrated because that's what you want from them. So they're motivated, but they're motivated in the wrong direction. So what do you do with these people? Because you're desperate to keep their skills on board and they are motivated. How do we get them embedded into our culture? Can we turn it around? And it's not it's not as black and white. <laughs> There's a shock, isn't it? In HR, it's not as black and white. It's not as black and white as we might like it to be. And depending on the nature of the problem you're dealing with and how far down that stool leg is sanded or totally chopped off will depend really on whether you want to sack them or slave them. Because for all three, you could have a different answer. Of course, if you've got erosion on all three legs of the stool, you're probably fighting an uphill battle right now. If they don't have the skills and they're not great, not well motivated and they're not a great cultural fit, that's kind of the trifecta, isn't it? So you will have to look at this imbalance as a whole because certainly whilst we generally see either a skills gap or a motivation issue or a poor cultural fit, it is absolutely possible and sometimes more often than not likely that there's a mixture of two, two out of three going on here. You don't usually see all three because you would have probably exited them by that point, but it is possible that they're not a perfect cultural fit, they're okay, and also they don't quite have the skills that we thought they would, you know, maybe a little bit of both. And so every situation and scenario is a little bit unique when you're making the decision. So look at the issue that you've actually got when you're making the decision. Is it a skills issue? And consider the options. Is it possible to upskill them? Is it worth the investment, the time, the money? Do they have the learning skills and the coachability to be upskilled? Can you upskill them into the role you need them to, or are you better moving them internally? Or is even getting them to a skill set that you can use in your business too hard, too costly, and not worth the time and energy? Only you can answer those questions. What about for your motivation challenges? How far down the motivation scale are they? Have they turned toxic? Are they so checked out that they're actually disruptive to the team? And what's going to be required to actually get them back motivated again? Or are they just a little flat right now? And with a bit of effort, you can re-engage them and get them really committed to work again. It's really going to depend on how far down that motivation scale they are. And if you combine that with one of the others, you're going to have a very different impact in terms of deciding how well you can turn them around. Of course, someone that's lacking skills may also be lacking motivation because they'll be feeling down on themselves because no one wants to leave work feeling that they haven't achieved and they've done a terrible job. And when they don't have the right skills for the role, they're leaving work feeling like that. 
And that is, of course, then going to impact their motivation. So if you turn the skills around, will that automatically then fix your motivation issue? And then you've solved two problems at once. You can see what I mean here, each play off each other. And then, of course, you've got the values misalignment, the, the poor cultural fit. And you really need to look there at, is this a deal breaker? Like, are the values that they hold so different to yours? And if they are, will this person ever fit into your business? Or is there just a slight mismatch, but actually their core values are very aligned? There's just a few cultural things that are more behavioral than values, and we can work on those. I'll give you an example of that. In my consulting business many, many years ago, we were hiring for a, it was like a front desk reception role, administrative support. And we had someone leaving us who just finished her uni degree in HR. So she was going into corporate who, so we were replacing her and she was all the things on paper that you would think you want this person to be. She was beautifully spoken, mature for her age, very well presented. Um, you know, everyone loved her in terms of customers because she was just so lovely and well-spoken, but internally, she was good. She was okay. She never really went above and beyond. She did what was required. She was fine. We were hiring for someone coming into that role and we found someone who was really highly motivated and wanted to prove herself. But there was a little bit of a cultural gap in that she wasn't as well-spoken. She wasn't as well-presented. Her communication skills needed some work, both written and verbal. But her core values in terms of wanting to please people and help customers and be a great team member were on point. And I can tell you, and she was probably working in my business more than 10 years ago um, until she went traveling and moved into state, I would hire her again in a heartbeat. We had to work on some of those cultural things. And as a team, we all did that. It wasn't just me. It was all of us because we had a consistent way that we behaved and communicated but her core values were enough that they were the important thing and they were what made her such an exceptional person in that role. She would know like, in, instinctively when one of us was having a really tough day and needed a coffee and it would be on our desk without anyone asking. She would know when someone that was coming in was going to be a bit more challenging for us to deal with. She would make that person feel very comfortable and very welcome and calm them down and be talking to us and feeding information to us before we went into that meeting. She read the situations brilliantly. So despite that slight cultural mismatch, she was actually a great fit and it was definitely worth retaining her and working with her to fill that gap. So you can see no matter what challenge you're dealing with, there's nuances and there's a scale and there's all different things you want to consider. But these are the things that I want you to start thinking about when you're really facing that situation. Should you sack them or should you save them? But really, if you want to go deeper into this and you really want to understand what to apply when, I would really highly encourage you to register for our Sack Them or Save Them Masterclass because it's going to go way deeper into all of these different nuances and concepts and you'll get the exact solution for your specific issue. There will be a Q&A session at the end of the masterclass so you can ask your specific questions and I will personally answer them for you. So I, I really do encourage you to register for the masterclass. It's totally free. So you know, no cost to you at all. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash masterclass or click on the link that's in today's show notes wherever you're listening to this podcast. 
Do yourself and your team a favor, register for the masterclass, get the answers that you'll need and let us help you to determine whether you should sack them or save them and what you can do to turn any problem into your next top performer. I really hope to see you on the masterclass. So just to recap today, what we've been talking about, there are three key ingredients that every employee needs to be a successful and a great employee for your business. So think of it like a three-legged stool. You need someone to have all the right skills for the role, to be highly motivated to do the job, and to be a great cultural fit for your business. As soon as one of those things is either non-existent or there's a chink in the armor, things are going to start to fall over. And the stool certainly doesn't perform its function of being a stool anymore. And depending on exactly which parts are missing and how bad the damage is, will depend on whether you should sack them or save them and what strategies you need to put in place. As I said, if you'd love to go deeper on this, please join me for the masterclass, sack them or save them on the 23rd of March. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash masterclass. I look forward to seeing you there. In the meantime, have a great week and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the podcast. Take care.